Welcome back, boys and girls. Week 13 of Pick Your Poison Podcast. It's Rivalry Week. Yes, sir. Rivalry Week. There are tons of good games on the slate this week. We got Thursday games, Egg Bowl on Thursday. We got Friday games. There's like 10 games on Friday. They're all pretty damn good. You you have games to bet on all weekend, and of course, Saturday's on fire. So we are here to walk you through the entire slate, give our picks for all the best top games. A little bit of recap from last week. Yours truly, Rebs Bagman, 5-7. and seven. Tough week. I had a whale play on the Rebs' first half against Vandy. That didn't work out. Stadium was dead. We were clearly in a sandwich spot in between the Egg Bowl and beating A&M's ass for game day. That was on me, hand up. I thought we'd send Matt Crowell off on his last home game, crushing Vanderbilt in the first half, and then he'd get pulled in the second half. Blinded there, so tough week for me. Not as tough, though, as old Burt. Given his Laguna Beach, his Lib Coast picks three and ten. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a Bo Nix this season, and after a loss, just blame anything but myself. <laughs> and I woke up and it was like eight fifty seven. Thought nothing of it, and realized oh shit, there's three minutes until football. So I'm blaming the time change. Uh, aimlessly just started picking games. Yeah, um, I'm embarrassed about a few of them. I'm embarrassed that I didn't ride my hogs like our boy Pullman urged me to do. Once again, hand up for me as well. Yeah, you, you, you usually take the hogs, and you usually take your Bama first half, first quarter, whatever, but you went so heavy. Yeah, on the, those, those like, two like, things combining, and I, I clearly showed where... Yeah, your brain like well, short-circuited, and you just went full Bama. I think I saw like eight first half bets, a, like a double money line first quarter, Full game. You took Bama every which way, just short-circuiting your own hog's brain. But yes, and then Pullman had a, a nice little week. Pullman, what was your record? Uh, six and five plus point uh, seven units. I, I will say this, the hogs made it very interesting. I thought I was about to get blackout drunk on toilet wine. The touchdown that shouldn't have stand is still irking me, but uh, shout out the hogs. Yeah, that one where, I mean, we were in the Grove getting ready to go into the Rebs game. Me and uh, Boomer were calling Bert, being like, dude, that was not a I mean, we were very biased and very intoxicated, but we were calling Bert as he was running to his Laguna Beach wedding, trying to, like, get pictures taken prior to. And we were like, no, dude, it was not a catch. He's having to, like, watch on his phone, not knowing what the hell's going on. So the guy caught the ball, and the ref waited a solid 15 seconds before putting his hand up. Yeah. He had to, like, look at the color of the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had to... He, what, know, is there a listen number? To his, listen to his Check, check the bank account. Yeah. Make sure the cash checks. Is there a hog on the helmet, or is there a number? we got to make yeah, sure like, we're calling the ball. Yeah, who's, who am I actually... I did see a bunch of, like, if the jerseys were reversed, what would the call have been? Like, if that was the Arkansas catching to go up by a touchdown? The, the initial call would have been incomplete. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so, like, I don't know. It was... That's a tough one. We needed the Hogs the to win. The ref would have called it incomplete and spit at the Arkansas player for uh, for even asking that he's going to there. They wouldn't have, like, they would have said that's not even a reviewable play. Well, we had a we had a nice catch in the end zone, our last touchdown. Clearly caught. Mm-hmm. Ball didn't move. Had the ball the whole time, unlike Jamison Williams. Yet they had the audacity to review that. We also, I don't know if y'all saw the photo, but we had a running back standing in the end zone. His entire body. Was his standing. whole torso was in yeah, the end zone. Yeah, they reviewed yeah. that. His entire body was in the end zone. They go and mark the ball at the half-yard line. Yeah. I mean, be a little less obvious. 
guys. Yeah, no, it's clearly biased. Bama bias. I got to get them in the championship to play Georgia and then hopefully lose and fall out of the playoff. But that's not here nor there. It is rivalry week. We are getting right into this week's picks. Boomer is down at the beach, so you know what what we got to do here with his picks. He's down at the beach for Thanksgiving. We got Bagman, Burt, and Pullman on right now. I know the first game of the week is the Egg Bowl, but we're going to talk about it at the end of this so that I can jump right into it with Boomer later. So we're going to start this week off with Missouri at Arkansas in Fayetteville. Hogs on Friday at what time? 2.30. CBS 2.30. 2:30. Oh, the doubles header CBS. Yeah. I didn't know it was double well, we CBS. Friday CBS. Love that. Hogs are 14.5 point favorites over under of 62.5. Bert, you're Hogs. You're going to be in attendance. What you got for this? Yeah, I'll certainly be there. Wouldn't miss it because this team deserves Every bit of the seventy-five thousand fans that are going to be there, having it on Friday, I wish that it's always it's been on Friday every year. I know the Egg Bowl being on Thursday though really sucks because like I, the the Friday is much easier the than the Thursday. Is the prime time, like that's when you want to play on Thanksgiving weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. You're not going up against the NFL. Thursday is all about like eating and Thanksgiving. It's hard to make it to a game, even if you wanted to go. If it's even at home, like. There's a lot of logistical things that are wrong. So Friday is prime time college football. It's right in your face. That's when you want to have it. So y'all got y'all got a good spot there. Yeah, there have been times when we've like been the focal point because that Friday, so we we kick it off. But I love this line so much. That 14 and a half, I feel like, is just begging people to take Missouri. Yeah, that hook. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, that, they can, they can oh, lose by two touchdowns. Point. People are gonna wake up in the morning like I did last weekend and just see 14 and a half, not think anything of it, and take Missouri. No, thank you. I'm hammering the Hogs minus 14 and a half. We got baby Cam Newton is finally coming into form. He's going to have a one of those performances where people are going to talk, oh shit, potential Heisman candidate next season. You know, mm. he's, he's going to go off mm. into the sunset into next year mm. with people talking about him, and he, he rightfully deserves it. Traylon Burks' last game as a Hog. Several players on the defensive side last game as a Hog. We have two starting defensive linemen that transferred from Missouri last year. We have a couple players on our team that were Mizzou commits that absolutely swerved on Dorkwitz (laughs) and chose the Hogs over Sam Pittman. Very easy choice if you ask me. We are going to give that Dork a wedgie the whole time, and at the end we're going to shove him in the locker, close the door, lock it, Hogs minus 14.5, multi-unit play. I can't wait. Also, we're going to run the ball down their throat. I forgot about that. <laughs> I saw absolutely you uh, go ahead Pullman the, the running down the throat I agree with you there I'm not on you with the 14 and a half but I'm not taking Missouri it just worries me about the back door so I love the under 62 and a half year I think Arkansas is going to control the ball for 45 minutes of this game and just womp them to death Missouri will like they won't know what planet they're on after this game they just got hit so hard um, I do think there's a good chance Arkansas does cover, but I like the underside more, so give me the under 62.5. Missouri won't be able to score. Yeah, I, so I, I do agree. I'll both touched on the Arkansas-Russian game. Like I went and looked it up because I know Missouri sucks really bad against the run, and Arkansas loves to run the ball. Missouri's 113th in rush defense in the country. So, yes, Arkansas will be able to run it down their damn throats. I also I, I had a little theory that – Teams after they play Bama, I feel like they. We talked about it with Georgia earlier this year that teams after they play one of these teams, you'd think they'd get their ass kicked because they're like all beaten Tired, up. Yeah, I looked it up. Teams 
the week after they play Bama, at least in the SEC, I didn't go outside the SEC. They're five and one so far this year against well, the spread. Uh, really? Teams after they play, like the week after they play Bama, are five and one against the spread. So I'm on the Hogs here, Pullman. I'm against you. I'm on the over. I love, like we said, Arkansas will be able to run it down their throat. They're going to score a bunch. We know Arkansas will be able to score and get to that level, probably right around their team total. I'm liking Missouri to be able to score enough to get over 62 here. Arkansas is going to score a bunch. That's going to mean Missouri is going to have to pass the ball. Arkansas's defense is solid in the center, but I think you can throw on them a little bit. 76th in the nation in pass defense. I like the over of 62 here. Primetime CBS Friday, I think it's going to be point score. Do you know what the weather's going to be like in Fayetteville? It's going to be actually pretty sunny and, and decently warm. I think the high is 53. So start off, nice weather. By the end of the game, the blood's going to be flowing. I don't think the weather's going to matter at all. Yeah. But on that uh, Georgia-Bama after you play each other situation, you know, we played the Rebs yeah. right after Georgia. Yeah. Y'all played us right after Bama. And I that was the most beautiful game of football, aside from the last play, the most beautiful game of football probably yeah. all year. That was that was the only team. We were the only team that didn't cover the week after we played Bama. We still won, but we didn't cover. So Missouri, I had to look this up too right here. Missouri's already bowl eligible, so it's not like they're fighting for their yeah, lives. Yeah, I was get... worried about that aspect. If they were 5-6, and six, if they lost to Florida – They've actually got something to fight for. There's really not much left for them. Nope, nope. So that's it. We all kind of have some consensus there, except me and Pullman on the total. We will get right into our next game Saturday morning. This is probably the biggest game of the week. College game day is in Ann Arbor. Ohio State traveling to Michigan. Ohio State coming off the boat racing of Michigan State. That was was maybe the biggest blowout of two top ten teams I've ever seen. Michigan plus eight at home, over under of 64 and a half. Pullman, your Stroud 10 to 1 Heisman ticket looks pretty good after throwing for seven TDs last weekend. Yeah, uh, I think that one's going to cash. Unfortunately, I believe I'm going to have to give you a two units or two and a half units we'll, of that. Well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe you uh, buy me a nice steak dinner or something here over I, the holidays. I was, I was thinking uh, a Lenora's trip when I got out of the clink. Ooh. But, um, Ooh. Well, that's got to be your first meal post clink, is a Lenora's ribeye. Well, I'll have to be honest. The uh, the doors in the, the facility have been open since the Cougs have been winning. The guards really haven't been showing up. So I have had a couple meals outside the pit. It's actually funny. I, I ran into an Arkansas bar uh, after the Bama game last week, and uh, Arkansas fans still told me about uh, KJ outplaying Matt that one game. But <laughs> yeah, I digress. People We've were talking about that. It's always, um, it's always Arkansas fans. <laughs> but Stroud's got to win this week in order to cash that Heisman ticket. Is there any way Michigan can hang in here? I think they can hang in here. Um, it's kind of a goofy spread. Um, I'm going to take the under here, 64.5 also. I could see this game going a high-scoring, low-scoring with the back door hate hanging open the whole way. I think this Michigan team's not a fraud like other Michigan teams are under our ball. I think this is the least fraud version of themselves. I, and I, I think regardless of what happens, um, this game is always low scoring, kind of boring. You're, you're half in and out that Saturday morning. So I'm just going to go like the historical play here and say both teams aren't going to get north of 30 points. And I'm going to take the under. I like that pick. I like that. This is the fun fact. This is the lowest point spread for Ohio State this year. Oregon was the next lowest, which was 14 that they just lost outright. A little fun fact there. I don't know if it matters anything to this. But, yeah, this is tough. I mean, everything in my brain after last oh, week hey, seeing that. Bagman, I, I can add this. 
these are both these teams are the, by far and away the two best pass rushes that Ohio State has gone against. It would be Oregon and Michigan. These edge guys both teams have. Yeah. Um, so I, that could have helped set the under that way, and partially part of the reason why maybe Ohio State lost that first game. Yeah, I, I know that Michigan's front four is probably the best in the country. In Oregon, too, I don't think they had Thibodeau at that time during that game. But both, you are correct. They both, did not have Thibodeau for that game. But they still have guys. Oregon does have guys up and down that that D line. I don't know. I, everything about like Ohio State beat the dog shit out of Michigan State last week. I mean, another crazy thing of that game last week: the under somehow hit wow. after like fifty-five points being scored in the first half. Just a sleeper in the second half. Wouldn't mind that this week, but I think that over-under is about the same as it was last week. Harbaugh is 0-5 against Ohio State as the Michigan head coach. People forget the this game was canceled last year because of COVID because Michigan sucked so bad that they didn't want to be get boat raced by Ohio State. Everything points to Ohio State skull drags. But I'm with you. I can't do it. I'm a sharp. I fade the public. Give me Michigan plus eight at home. I think they get after Stroud, make it difficult on them. Low scoring, low scoring, closer than they think. It's a one-score game. Plus eight, give me the two scores. Bert, are you with us here? I'm not with y'all. I'm going to go with Ohio State minus eight. I feel like this offense is clicking on absolutely all cylinders right now. And if we look back into history, what is going on in this moment is Ohio State is getting nice and hyped up. They're rolling, rolling, rolling. People are talking about Stroud. They're talking about the receivers. They're going to talk about how coming into the college football playoff, Ohio State has a real chance. Ohio State's then going to play either Bama or Georgia at some point in the playoff, get put right back into their place. I think this is just history repeating itself. And part of that history is Ohio State beating Michigan. And I think, I mean, I'll take the eight. I think that's right where it needs to be, but I think Ohio State wins. I more than that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like like bumping Ohio State down to just like a money line and parlaying it with something else I really like, just to get a little extra boost, make it like a teaser there. Uh, everything in my mind says Ohio State rolls here, but it just it's too it's too square of a play. I can't pull the trigger. I can't pull the trigger on not to call you a square, Bert, but I my they call mind your just, play a square. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see if if I. I mean, I could look like a complete dumbass, and I, I watch Ohio State roll on Saturday morning, and just be like, "I knew this was gonna fucking happen. Why did I take Michigan? They suck. Like they like they do every year. It's Harbaugh against a, a good team. Don't care. I'd much rather feel like I'm smart by taking Michigan and that somehow covering than oh well, I'm just a dumb dumb. I took I took Michigan. Of course, yeah, Ohio yeah, State. Why not? The thrill of winning that bet is so much better. Then, like, the of course it happened of losing it. So, I'm on Michigan. Pullman's on Michigan. We're head-to-head against Burt. We're going to get right into the next one. This is a this is probably the worst Florida-Florida State matchup in, like, 30 years or something. Florida State traveling two games. Well, the Swamp, Florida, the three-point three home favorite, over under a 59. This is, I have on my notes here, the third time ever that both these teams have a losing record. When they play each other at the end of the season, Pullman, are you going to give a shit about this game come Saturday morning? Oh, I'm all in. This is this is so sicko. I'm back in on these teams. Also, I, I always have a soft spot for Norvell because I, I really liked him as the potential for an Ole Miss coach two years ago before we got the goat. Yeah. Um, 
I still think he is a good coach, and the way he's recruiting with a losing record is honestly impressive. I, I wish uh, he could teach some other coaches how to do that. Do you think? Do you think he records. wishes? Do you think he wishes he would have taken the Ole Miss job instead of the Florida State job? Probably, yeah. Because he had yeah. the choice he, of both. He just had to worry about those Memphis fans being sad, so he couldn't take the better job there. That's but, true. Um, that's true. He couldn't handle the the ninety two nine Memphis Sports Radio just <laughs> crushing him every day for like the next year. Oh God! They they'd have like a Benedict Arnold uh, soundbite ready for him every week. Do you think they would have written the the ode to Mike Norvell that was written if he had gone to Ole Miss instead of Florida State? Uh, Jeff Calkins probably would just called him racist instead. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, back to the terrible, terrible game. Um, I saw something that the Florida interim coach has done this before and won. Apparently, he won a couple games at State as the interim or something or a previous stop somewhere. So if the Florida team is really as talented as we think they are, and they just fucking hated Dan Mullen, they're going to come out and play hard, right? So I I think I'm taking Florida uh, minus two and a half at home. Yeah, they definitely still hate Florida State. Like, they're going to get up for this game. It's not like they're just giving up. Also, both these teams are five and six fighting for bowl eligibility. So you're talking about a sicko mode game. The Florida and Florida State battling for for the Birmingham Bowl. That's, I, was about, I was literally about to say this game should be played in Legion Field in Birmingham. God, maybe like maybe one of whoever loses has that weird thing where they can get become bowl eligible at five and seven, and then they just have to play again in Montgomery or somewhere. Well, that's that's based off academic rating, so that means we definitely need Florida State to win this game because I know they're never going to get back into a bowl game with their grades. <laughs> yeah, no way Florida State has the academic prowess of their, of their football team to back in their way into a, a Montgomery Bowl game. But, I, yeah, the both teams, I don't know, this is such a shit show. Like, it is hilarious they fired Mullen a year after going to the SEC championship. Like, I saw a funny a funny tweet that was like, Ever since that shoe toss against LSU last year, the whole Florida program has just taken a nosedive down, and Mullen's just be- become fired into the sun. Like, I still think Mullen's a good coach. I don't think if they hire whoever they do hire, I don't think he'll be a better coach than Mullen. I just think that the stench is so bad that you got to get rid of him. So I'm agreeing. I think the players probably hated him too. Everyone thinks that Florida's given up, head coach fired, and that Florida State's like, a new young up and coming head coach. One, they lost like their first four, but kind of have like bounced back to become bowl eligible. That's all bullshit. Florida has better talent. They're at home. The better team only laying three points. Give me Florida. They're going to win this game by double digits. It's not going to be close. Bert, what you got on this one? Yeah, I'm right with you, boys. Florida, like y'all said, more talented. I think all the. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but all the intangibles are going Florida's way. Yeah. You know, you interim coach, that's always that'll always hype you up. Yes. And then obviously at home against your rival. I've been wrong on Florida every so I was looking back at it. I think I missed every single Florida bet. So why not win this one? Why not? I love it. I love it. We're all in Florida here. Let's get into our two thirty Saturday CBS game of the week, the Iron Bowl. Bama traveling to the plains at Auburn. Auburn a nineteen and a half point home dog over under a 56 Bert I have nothing written down for this game because I have zero read on what the hell is going to happen can you give me something to go off of I can't really give you much because I I looked at this line and I hated it and one of my only uh, reasonings was last week I saw 19 and a half for Ohio State against 
Michigan State and yeah. thought, way too many points. So I'm going to have to uh, fade myself from last week. I'm going to get the 19.5 points. Auburn, like, there's reports coming out that Brian Harson like, hates Auburn. Like, he, he got here and, you know, obviously was showered with all this love. I think, and was, I think was it's mutual. Good, I think Auburn also hates yeah, Brian Ar- Yeah, and they're already talking, like, they're hoping he takes the Washington job and just gets on out of here. They can get back into the fun time of playing, tracking, and coaching searches because clearly he's not the man. But, yeah, apparently he got here, loved it, and then all of a sudden he can't handle the criticism, can't handle the pressure, Yeah, uh, just like his quarterback, Bo Nix. So I I'm going to go with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Bo Nix definitely couldn't handle the pressure on his ankle a no, couple weeks ago. I know that. I, this is just like, I know it's the Iron Bowl. It's always played close. It always seems to be closer, you know, than what the people think. Rivalry, throw it out the window. Auburn at home. I, I think Bama rolls here. Auburn lost to South Carolina last week, and South Carolina sucks. So I don't know how they ever hang with Bama. The only way I can see them possibly hanging with Bama is their defense gives some valiant effort and is able to hold Bama to a like a low total. But no, no, no. Bryce Young's too good. Give me Bama. I'm laying them plus minus 19 and a half. We said last week that they didn't have to cover against Arkansas. They didn't need to cover. They just need to win. And they need to yeah. make the SEC championship. No, this is Auburn. They want to bury them. Give me Bama minus 19 and a half. Pullman, what's your read on this game? First of all, I start. Is there a more Auburn coach in the world than Dan Mullen? Oh. <laughs> I, Gus Malzahn was a pretty damn Auburn head coach. But I, I feel like he fits it perfectly, too, because he's like that perfect blend of like, he's good at his job still. Like, I know he just got fired, but he's good at his job. But his arrogance is so many levels higher and I just feel like that's kind of the Auburn persona right there as a person. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, no, you know, they're pretty talented at what they do, but they think they're Jesus. Um, so, so just circle Dan Mullen to Auburn. Let's let's keep that in the tickler file. Um, yeah, I kind of like but that. Yeah, no, that's juicy. The game itself, though, um, I'm just going to take the opposite side here. I'm going to take the 19 and a half. I think with Bigsby and Finley, they might be able to muster up enough to keep it close. Auburn never really shits the bed in the Iron Bowl. This could be the year, but after last year when they got beat so bad to the good Alabama team, I think to this fraud Alabama team, I think they're going to keep it within the number. I could be wrong. They could be down 21 you know, in the first quarter, but I think I'm going to go uh, Auburn full game plus 19.5, but I'll take Bama first half here. Yeah, I, I just don't see Brian Harson coming from Boise. He, there's no way he gives it like no shit about the Iron Bowl. He's, I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything written down. This isn't my favorite game. This is a tough line spread. It could go either way. I could see Auburn. I mean, if you told me Auburn won outright, I wouldn't be shocked. Would you? No, I, no, I wouldn't. Like the, and also the the line we've been saying all all with this year is that Auburn has that fraud O line compared to normal Auburn O lines, but they really haven't looked that way. I I really think that unit's matured and uh, grown. What you know, and taking the criticism and really improved uh, going into the season. So I don't, I don't think Bama can do that thing where they do against Ole Miss and you know State and Arkansas at times where it's just, hey, we have better guys on the front. We're going to beat you solely with that. And I, I don't know if Bama can do that. So I think you're right. There's a chance Auburn could win this game. Yeah, if anyone has a fraud O-line, it's Bama. We saw Arkansas sack Bryce Young a couple times last week. I mean, they were getting after him last week. If Auburn can cover this spread, they're going to have to do it with defense. 
I might take the under as well. I don't know. This I, I don't see TJ Finley putting up enough points. Yeah, to go over the 56. under. But Bama, if you told me Bama scores forty five, I wouldn't like bat an eye. Uh, yeah, I could see forty five to seven, and then the under. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. This game is this game's wonky all over. I'm gonna be careful with it. It's it's sad. It'll be Saturday though. So maybe maybe I'll get a read by then. So let's get back. Circle back. Circle back. Thursday night. We've all eaten some turkey. We've all had our dressing. Full bellies. Time to pour some whiskey. Because it's the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss traveling to Starkville. State is a one-and-a-half point home favorite over under of 63-and-a-half. Burt, as a guy who has been in the stadium for a game in which his team has beaten State, what are your thoughts here? I think this is going to be a... We do have the Hogs. We have the Hogs State YouTube stream, the full game on in the in the PYP studio right now. Just getting a little bit of a taste of what they're what they're yeah, running we're, over we're, there. In we're Star running Bowl. some film. Um, yeah, getting some getting some all twenty two action. This is the egg bowl I have looked forward to the most because I think it's going to be an absolutely electric football game. And I was actually talking to Mrs. Burt on our way to dinner last night, and I was like, I, I don't know about this game. I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And Mrs. Burt fired me up. She goes, It's going to be raining. They're not going to be able to throw the ball. We're going to run it down their throats. Just get those snoo chants ready. And I think if it's raining, if it's ugly, give me the reps. Yeah. Plus two and a half. I, I've been monitoring the weather all week. It's raining all day. And it says it's supposed to like, it's kind of dwindling throughout the night. And by nine o'clock, it's down to like a 30% chance. So it might be somewhere like the, that. And it starts that, off a little wet. Man. Oh, but you know those state fans, the the, the grounds crew in Starkville, they're going to be cultivating that grass. It's going to be it's going to be just in prime condition. That's their that's that's their national championship. Is does our grass look pristine after a monsoon passes through? If, if water pulls on the Mississippi State campus, someone gets shot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it's it's literally the <laughs> thing they care about most. Like. Like everyone, like Ole Miss, massive landscape budget always wants to have the most beautiful campus. Wants to have that little sticker on our on our chest. State wants to have the driest campus. We 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 are able to aerate, navigate these waters to get off our campus immediately. So I don't know if the field will be super sloppy. If it's raining and they can't, and Will Rogers' small hands can't really throw the ball, that definitely favors the Rebs. Scares me a little bit here. This is a system play. System play. It is. Unranked Ooh. Mississippi State is a favorite against the ninth-ranked team in the country. That that terrifies me. Take the names off the jerseys. I take State here. I'm on a little I'm a little woke here. I've been deep diving into this Mississippi State team. So we all know they just dink and dump it down the field. That's their offense. Make the defense work. Control the clock. You know, you're, you're, they really don't ever push the ball down the field. They don't really score from far. They just kind of want to make you work and, and take whatever's right in front of them. I think their thought process is that really wears down other teams' defenses. Like, we're watching this game right here against Arkansas. Arkansas was up 13-0, 10-0 early, and State just slowly came back. We saw it against Auburn. Auburn was up massive. State just slowly comes back over the course of the game. They make you they make you have to tackle in the open field. They, they just death by a million paper cuts you. So... I'm worried about, and the Rebs in the second half have been atrocious lately. We can't score somehow in the third quarter or in the second half. But the first half, we're able to score, and the Ole Miss defense in the first half 
allowed a couple field goals to Vandy last week, shut out AM the week before, shut out Liberty the week before. Defense in the first half plays good. I'm taking Ole Miss first half money line. I'm worried about the long con of the game. If it's sloppy in the first half, we can run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Our first half defense is solid, and our our defense won't get worn down by the bullshit, dink and dump, Mike Leach offense. So, Rebs, first half, I'm going to be praying, praying for a full game money line. I don't know if I can take that. I will take Rebs in the first half. Pullman, what do you have here? will absolutely love the under here. I think this game will literally only have eight possessions. Eight? I, I currently, yeah, I currently see it at 63 and a half. Correct. Um, yeah, so I'm taking the under there. I will also take the Rebs with the point and a half. One thing you didn't touch on is uh, Mike Leach in rivalry games is awful, and he's especially awful when the other defensive coordinator knows how to stop his system. And I think Durkin was brought in specifically to do this. I, I think Kiffin, uh, w- when he's building his staff, he was like, oh, you know, let's bring in a defensive guy who can uh, pull Mike Leach's pants down every Thanksgiving. So uh, I think State's going to really struggle to move, uh, score the ball and move. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think this game's probably going to be somewhere in the 17 to 24 range for both schools. Uh but give me the Rebs, give me the under. Let's finish the season 10-2, boys. Let's go to New Orleans. I could, I could see this kind of going the game script of the Tennessee game. Oh, yeah, where at the last second we're pulling our hair out. And yeah, just, but like, there's not like, enough time left on the clock. There's cowbells the on the field. Yeah, yeah, they're throwing shit on the field. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like Tennessee just kind of dinked and dumped it and had a bunch of yards but didn't really score a bunch of points. And, you know, we were able to score when it mattered. Corral, another another little nugget here. Corral knows he's not he's not saving his ankles. He, he's he's kind of back to 100. percent This is his last. This game, is his last game. I mean, I think if we make a Sugar Bowl or like a big time bowl, which we probably should, even if we lose this game, I think he'll play in the bowl game. But he's gonna be he's not gonna be holding back running the football like he has the past couple weeks. It's full go. Even if you you know even if you do get banged up a little, you have four or five weeks until you have to play again. You'll you'll be good on a on a bum ankle. So I think Corral's going to be full go. I just, uh, yeah, I'm just it's nervous as hell. Anytime we have to go to Starkville, I hate it. But, no, I'm with you, Pullman. Let's pull this out. 10-2. and two, Back to NOLA. Back to Sugar Bowl, where we belong. Let's get this. <laughs> For second ever Sugar Bowl appearance? Uh, no, we went like hundreds of times back uh, in the 60s Archie. and 70s. <laughs> Archie. Uh, I kind of hope this game goes comes down to a field goal. Because we've seen uh, what field goal kicking is for Mississippi State. And then, of course, Caden Costa can't stop taking drugs. That, yeah, that, so, that's uh, an that's a, that's a unverified rumor that the Ole Miss kicker is uh, suspended for this game. Nevertheless, he, he's not there. For PEDs. Or is it confirmed that he's suspended? No, unconfirmed. Okay. Unconfirmed. So someone is just floating this in the air. Major reports have said, but no, no university official has confirmed, to my knowledge, at this point. Well, Kiffin probably didn't say anything because he was taking the drugs with... Well, I have other sources inside the program. And what kickers in this whole rivalry have done. I mean, you go back to why Kiffin was hired in the first place. Yeah, Luke Logan. Missed extra point, Luke Logan. I mean, kickers in this rivalry are just shooting themselves in the foot. It's gross. And the field's going to be sloppy. Holy hell. And and it's two and a half. This is 100% coming down to a field goal. The field goal aspect of this is just... (laughs) It's going to be awful. It's too unpredictable. All right, well that's it. We'll get we'll get some more picks with old Boomer and maybe a special guest later in the episode. But Pullman, do you have any 
special uh, extra picks, maybe the Apple Cup for us? What you got? What else you got? Yeah, uh, Washington State loves to kill themselves. So I think I'm going to take Washington in the Apple Cup. But my, my favorite play, why the hell is Texas a favorite over uh, Kansas State? who's actually pretty good. That I You got me there. No idea. So uh, give me Kansas State. Also, uh, apparently both Texas quarterbacks are out who can play, so it's going to be the third stringer. Give, uh, give me Kansas State there. And my last one, Bedlam. Oklahoma State is going to try and drown Oklahoma. They are so mad still. This does, this has nothing to do with playoffs. This is Oklahoma State is saying, fuck you for leaving the conference. Fuck you for leaving us high and dry. We're going to literally murder you in Stillwater tonight. And I, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, so, we're going to talk about that game later. But, yes, I was I was going to make the note of, do you think, like, no way the Big 12 refs in that game are going to give Oklahoma a single call. That and like honestly, I would not be surprised if it's uh, uh, what's the football movie where the guy sh- uh, shoots the other player on the field? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if several <laughs> Oklahoma players leave this game with stab wounds. So, <laughs> was that the replacement? Was that was that um uh the replacements or or what? Remember the Titans? That was remember the Titans, right? The guy got shot on the field. Yeah. I- yeah, Gary Brotier, selfish player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will continue this once Boomer and a special guest join. But for now, signing off, Bert Pullman, good season. We'll be back for the bowl picks. Talk to you guys later. Peace. All right. Well, we are back with out Boomer. Boomer is at the beach. You guys know. You guys know when Boomer is at the beach, his mind is not on football he is refusing to call into the podcast. I've called him thrice, thrice. He's yet to answer. He does not care about this. He does not care about giving you picks. Once he tweets out his card on Saturday, I guess maybe on Thursday, when the cards are due, you know what to do. Fade the shit out of those. We are back, though. Bagman is here. We're talking the rest of the college football slate. We are with a special guest, a very special guest, you remember him from last year, the Coon Special, Raging Cajun. Is yes, there? He is back. We got LSU locks, but first we're gonna continue our Ole Miss conversation. Oh, perfect. Raging, yep. Raging. Thursday night, whiskey poured post Thanksgiving. What do you think about the Rebs? Yeah. So look, um, you know, I'm a few old fashions deep, and currently or, heart- or tomorrow. Are you Currently? speaking? No, no, no. This is the current state in which I'm in. But that's also the future state. And the future state. Yes. And so I'm in the my future Raging Cajun is speaking for past Raging Cajun at the same time. This is a, this is this is me in a conscious thought. Okay, bias to the side because we know there's a little bit of bias here. The Rebels' defense matches up perfectly against the state offense. Um, our when you run a three-two-six, your whole goal is to stop the pass. Well, what does State do? They, they only pass. throw. They All right. Throw. And when you shut down one side, we've seen what happens. When AM was shut down from the run, what did they do? They couldn't throw the ball because three-two-six was in effect. Yep. So in my opinion, like I feel like when it's this close of a spread, they're just asking for money to be spread on either side. Vegas is looking for juice, so ignore that. In my opinion, ignore it. You've got to think here. Matchup wise, I think Kiffin's gonna have them up, and this is a keep Kiffin, keep Kiffin game. Yes, I just think that this is gonna show these younger guys are gonna be playing hard. There's gonna be younger guys playing. We have a lot of injuries. 
These young guys are gonna be See, like. Are, but are you talking yourself into all this? Yes, I feel or, like a little are you, bit. Yeah, yeah, I feel no, like you're talking bit. yourself into bit. it, not yeah, yeah. talking yeah, yeah. me yeah, yeah. into no, it. No, 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 you're right. I'm all, yeah, I'm a little bit talking myself into So this. I'll go ahead and say earlier, I'd given out a pick of Ole Miss first half money line because our defense has played so well in the first half. Shut out Liberty, shut out AM, only allowed a couple field goals to Vandy. We'll score enough. We can't score in the second half, apparently. I think Ole Miss first half. Don't feel like you're pressured. Yeah, no, here. no. This is no this is no pressure situation. But let me be clear. Name one other fan on either side that's like, oh, we're gonna win this game. You Every, can't. No, we don't know. Every fan in this game is terrified. And, and right, we're we're scared the other side's gonna win. Brandon Walker is like the only human that I know is like state's gonna win, right? Yes. So like I'm just gonna let it play out, but my mindset uh, first off, let me just say I'm taking the over. Oh, this is hit five straight unders. And that's why I'm taking the over. Okay. Right? That's my flip. This is my flip to this, is that State's going to score. Agree or disagree? Uh, Probably. So, yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to retaliate because Corral is not going to let us go down without a fight. I did see that State has scored, like, at least 27 or so points in, like, seven straight games. So, like, I think they'll get right around 30. It's just whether Ole Miss scores enough to hit that over of 63.5. And, and you know, it keeps climbing is the other problem. 63 was 59. Which two makes days me ago. want to take the over. That's because, the same thing. That's my same mindset. Because, like, why the hell would you take it yeah, almost yeah. over right now? It's hit five straight under. Correct. So, yeah. Final pick. Right I'm here. going, I'm going, I'm going over. And, and I'm going to take Ole Miss for the game. When it's this close, I'm going to take a coin flip and I'm going to take Ole Miss with the better quarterback. That's my opinion for Ro- Rodgers is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, he's played well this year. I'm gonna take Corral for in game. Last man gets the ball. It's gonna be Corral. And we're gonna and it's gonna win the game. It's gonna be close. That's what I'm thinking. It's gonna be close. It's like close game. If Corral has the ball with two minutes left, we win the game. That's what. I'm, that's all I know. So that's why I'm gonna die on the hill. Over is your lock. Yes. Ole Miss is your. Let's go two for one. It's gonna be 34-35 with two minutes left. Corral has the ball. We got to score to win the game. We Love don't it. have a kicker, but yeah, yeah. that's why we're gonna go we score do. another touchdown. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll get into our next one. We've hammered Ole Miss to hell and back. A&M traveling to Baton Rouge. LSU is a six-and-a-half-point underdog over under a 47. <laughs> a low total here. Very low. Ragin. It's a night game in Death Valley. Coach O's last game. What do you think is going to happen here? You got the pulse of the state of Louisiana. What you got? Yeah, I mean, this is what everybody's thought is. You know, like, obviously, I've been in a few group messages with a bunch of my buddies that all graduated from LSU, and they all saying the same thing. Like, LSU is known for giving their head coach – a great farewell. Yes. It happened with Les Miles. It's happened previously. It actually happened with Nick Saban. Nobody really remembers this. Nick Saban went out with a bang, too, and then left for Alabama. It was kind of a weird thing. It's like, but they, they didn't know that he was leaving. Right. No, I agree. I'm just saying it always tends to happen whether they plan on it or not, and I feel like this follows the same thing. The The spread is 6.5. Is yes. that what you're getting? Okay. My What I'm thinking is it's a one-score game. If A&M can win this game, it's going to be by a field goal. At night, Death Valley, last game for Les Miles. I mean, last oh shit, that'd be really bad. Last game for uh, Ed Orgeron. I'm going crazy. There you go. Yeah, the last game for Ed Orgeron. They're gonna go out with a bang and give him out, carry him off the field. That whole thing. It, you've seen it once with Les Miles. Yes. I'm just gonna play into that factor. If anyone knows how to get his team up for one game and one, one. game only, it's Ed O. It's like he's going to stand up on some sort of like he might get like the the water boys to hold him up on the shoulders and be like. Hey, boys, this is my last game. We all don't carry me out on the field like these water boys are carrying me out on the field right now. No, no, no. We're going to beat these boys' asses. Like, also, uh, six and a half 
That's like begging me to take AM. And you know the, what the all you, gotta win, all you gotta win by is a touchdown. And the other thing that's interesting about this game is it's actually moved to a larger spread, but people are actually taking LSU. So it's making me very I mean taking A and M. So it's making me very interested to why the spread is moving in that direction. Yet again, normally I fall to that side, but you also got to play a little bit of heart. In college football, heart is a lot of, to do with it. Teams that want to win, this is the last game for Ed Orgeron. Yes, I think that's the all it boils down that's to it. is Coach O's last game. The one of the say what you want about Coach O, terrible manager of the program, terrible CEO of a football program, incredible motivator. He can yeah. motivate a team. Give me a coach for one game. I might take Coach O. And like, look, I'm going to slip this in. I don't know if I believe this yet, but this is something that's going around the LSU boards. Tiger dropping is really hard on this right now. This is might be Jimbo's second-to-last game, and where do you think he might go? Let me tell you what I have written down in my notes right now. Will Jimbo Fisher get on the plane to go back to A&M? Do you listen, think, even if take Ed O out of this, yeah. we know that Jimbo is LSU's numero uno choice for their next head coach to replace Ed O, they're going to want to put on a show. They're, they're going to want this is their this is their like think about having like an uh, a girl a, a hot girl that has a boyfriend and she comes over to your house for Thanksgiving and you and your family put on an incredible show. You have the fattest turkey, you have the dankest dressing, you've got the the most expensive liquor cabinet, Grey Goose. Woodford, all over the place. You put your best foot forward for the girl that you want. This is exactly what LSU's going to do for Jimbo. I could not agree. I mean, this is literally a verbatim what I was thinking. I'm dead serious Like when I tell you that like this is there just as much as Jimbo's going to be coaching to kind of like, I should be the guy. Because Jimbo's up against Lincoln Riley. Yes. That's the other option right now. And, and what he's doing right here is he wants to see the environment. Like, what a better time to have him come into town is the last game of the season, home game and think for LSU. If LSU oh. beats them and, like, he's oh like, God. these are my guys. And yeah. the guys that are The town's the, there. The guys on the other side, the fans on the other side, basically, like, beat the, the whole team that I've built at A&M. I can't even build a team to beat an LSU team on the road with a deadhead coach with a you know roster that's transferring. Jimbo has to make a decision after this game, and LSU will do everything in their power to make it as difficult as possible for him. Couldn't agree if more. If he gets back on the on the plane back to AM, it's over. It's gone. But like I'm not I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he never gets back on that I plane. I could not yeah, I mean honestly that is definitely gotta be an option. So I'm on LSU heavy here. I'm on LSU. This is my lock of the week. I might money line LSU. It's only six I and a half. Swear to God, I have it written down money line LSU, and that's a sprinkle because for me, like I'm a big player of like bet the spread You're always. Big player but, in general. Yeah, I am a very big player, but I bet the spread, but then I always sprinkle money line on an underdog, uh, especially seven points and under. I've especially seven points. Six and, and under. a half is begging me to take a hammer, yep. hammer yep. LSU okay. yep. here. Let's get into the other night game in. Williams-Brice Stadium, South Carolina taking on Clemson. Clemson's an 11.5-point road favorite over under a 43.5. Ragin', let me ask you a question. When was the last time South Carolina even walked into this game thinking they had a chance? Oh, dude, the first thing on my notes is SC, SC finally thinks they have a shot. And 
this might be the only year that they have for the next 10 years where they have a chance. They do have a chance. I mean, they just beat Auburn. This is a night game in Williams-Brice. If you have to create the, the perfect formula, this is it. Yo, I couldn't agree more. With that being said... I'm taking Clemson. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen to me. When I tell you, I love that we just talk South Carolina up because I'm on the same side. Here. I mean, I just think that this is what I've put. This is what I've got here is that Clemson's hot as of late. They finally started getting into the rhythm of beating people, and their defense is playing very strong. And I want you to explain to me how you think South Carolina is going to score. I just want to know. Like I don't. I haven't watched very much South Carolina this year, and maybe that's the issue here. How do they score? They probably. I mean, I watched, they're going to score, but how? I took a future on on the Wake quarterback to win the Heisman before they played Clemson. <laughs> okay, and he got shut the hell down last weekend. They will. South Carolina's offense is run by. I'm pretty sure. Is it still the GA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, they haven't hired anybody. They've gone through eight quarterbacks. They all stink. Auburn's co- Auburn had no one last weekend. The only reason I think they might have a chance is Sandstorm's going to be rocking in Williams-Brice at night in in Columbia. The only thing that's holding me back from hammering Clemson right now, I'm still taking Clemson. South Carolina already got bowl eligible. They're yep. they're in a bowl. Yep. Like that's over. That, that's already happened. They don't, don't yeah, Don't last give me week. that reason. They're, they don't they don't have to fight for anything. They've already achieved everything. Their their over under of win total this year was like two and a half. They've they've way overachieved. Clemson is actually kind of like rounded into form. If you go look at their last couple games, they're scoring points. I don't think their quarterback's very good. They're scoring points still. The defense has been what it's always been. South Carolina will not score 11 and a half. Is a, it might as well be a free bet. I'm taking Clemson every which way. First half, first quarter, full game. Give me Clemson. All that I can take. So I will still believe that Jim that uh, that Dabo is a good coach. Okay, right. So I believe Dabo's a good coach. When you're a good coach and you're you can't have a letdown game if your whole season is a letdown. And that's how I put it in my notes because I seriously believe that Jimbo, I mean, the Dabo, God, that's even worse. Jimbo, Dabo, whatever. Well, Freudian, Dabo. Freudian slip there. Yeah, well, you when you've had this many uh, Dabo, whiskey drinks. Dabo you know, goes probably. to Clemson, Jimbo goes to the It, it might be a little switcheroo. That'd be great. Dabo goes to LSU. <laughs> if that happens, Jimbo we're goes all to in Clemson. trouble. If Dabo, if Dabo preaches what he actually thinks, says that he does, they're going to win this game, and they're going to win by a wide margin. He doesn't want to lose to an SEC school. Nope. The whole season's a letdown, so why let down on the last game? He's going to give everything he's got for one more game just to end on a high note. That's what he lives on. Like He lives on the fact of, like, this year was great, but we're going to do better next year. They also right? they also can still make the ACC championship game. Oh, that's disgusting. If like I forget what the what it's the situation a is, scenario. but something has to happen. I think a couple they're, – they're the late game, so like it could be over if, like, Wake and someone else – loses in front of or wins in front of them but if, if I swear if, if that all happens and Clemson's playing for the ACC title game to like make it I'm gonna bet $500 on Clemson to beat South Carolina they're gonna, a billion. They're gonna destroy it yeah if, if that's in play but even I'm still without taking, it though yeah. trust me I'm telling you the, the and the spread hasn't moved let's be clear this is another this is just a little the back end okay the back end of this whole thing and we'll end it right after this the back end is that South Carolina has the money right now has the big bets it has the money, and the line has done nothing. And the game's at home. If the line would have gone from 11 to 8 to 7 or something in that fashion, I'd have said that you're right. I, you're, you're seeing it right now. We always smell, we always spot out a smelly, stinky, flea-ridden dog. South Carolina's getting 81% of the money, 66% of bets. 
That is a stinky, stinky flea-ridden And what's dog. the line done? Done nothing. nothing. They ain't done nothing. So give me Clemson all day. Give me Clemson all day. Let's get into our last game. This game's going to be epic. Bedlam. Bedlam in Stillwater. We got Oklahoma traveling to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a four-and-a-half point home favorite over the Sooners. 50-point over-under Ragin. I really hope you're thinking what I'm thinking because I know I'm immaculate right now. Riley's going to LSU, and 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 I think the I think everybody knows it. And and you said it last game. When's the last time South Carolina believed they can beat Clemson? When's the last time Oklahoma State believed in their heart of hearts they were going to beat Oklahoma? Not in the we're going to make an upset, but we're going to beat them because we're better than them. Can Finish. you name the last time? Oh no, because they haven't beaten Oklahoma in like fifteen years. Oklahoma State. Beats Oklahoma, covers the spread, and Lincoln Riley leads Oklahoma for LSU. So the only thing I have written down, I have <laughs> wild. I've got Oklahoma big here. I've Oklahoma outright. We'll split it here. Oklahoma State's already sealed their ship to the Big Twelve championship. Not that that matters. They're probably fighting for the college football playoff at this point. Oklahoma's five and one against the spread in the last six. They've won twelve in a row against Oklahoma State. That's insane. Yeah. The only thing that has me even remotely pondering who's going to win this game is that the Big 12 hates Oklahoma. Texas has already lost and is out of the Big 12 championship. If the Big 12 could write a perfect script, they would the two teams that are going to leave them for the SEC, they will keep them out of the Big 12 championship. They will have Baylor play Oklahoma State, be done with Oklahoma and Texas, Ride them off, burn their ships, be done with them, screw Oklahoma with every call they can. That's the only thing. It's going to be a home crowd for Oklahoma State, so the fans aren't going to care if they screw over Oklahoma. That's the only thing I have written down is the Big 12 versus Oklahoma might hold me back here, but no. I'm already, I don't care. I don't care. Oklahoma, think of, just think, if if this season, if the last couple games went differently, don't let it bog down your brain. Go into the banks of history. Oklahoma dominates this. It's going to be a blowout. I don't care if it's in Stillwater. Give me the Sooners. I don't even really need to win. Just give me a three-point game. It's going to be a close game. You know it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I'll this say It's always yeah. a close game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over-unders 50. It's Bedlam. It's going to be close until the last drive of the fourth quarter. Oklahoma does one thing well, too, and I'll give you this. Oklahoma does one thing well. They play their rivals well, and it's almost like they play their rivals well to keep their coaches. It's a weird system. I know that sounds crazy, but the years that Oklahoma's bad, they beat their rivals, Oklahoma State. They beat Texas. They beat these Texas Tech teams. They beat those teams in order for their coach to keep the job. But in this situation, man, I'm telling you, I feel like something's up. Lincoln Riley, is he all the way mentally there? You, it's, no. it's been obviously stated that he is 100% in the conversation for LSU's next head coach. And it's not just in the conversation. They're down to three guys that they think are going to be it. Lincoln Riley, number one, number one. Number two is Jimbo, and number three is Napier. So if you – if you, I just don't believe – unless he's just told the team, I'm not leaving, period, it's over, then maybe you have a swing. I'm telling you, if Oklahoma State can keep this game close – for three quarters, they'll end up blowing them out because I feel like they're going to take that situation and they're going to play better defense, and Oklahoma's just not going to be able to do what they did. I mean, Look, you're putting way too much on the Lincoln-Riley factor. Oklahoma's Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's Oklahoma State. 
big brother versus little brother. That's always a factor. It is what it is. Yep. It's going to happen. Just bite the bullet and take it with me. Can't do it. Can't Oklahoma do State. It. We've decided we've decided. That's we've it. Decided. That's Bedlam. That's the card this week, boys and girls. Let's get right into our sharp versus square play. Last week, it was Notre Dame against Georgia Tech was the sharp square. We had Notre Dame was the square play. They ended up boat racing. So squares won there, but the sharps covered with Nebraska plus 10. They only lost by seven to Wisconsin. So we're 3-1 on the sharp square of the year. We're going to keep it rolling. Ragin', what's the sharp play this week? Okay, so the sharp play this week is Oregon. And they're minus 7 against Oregon State. And Oregon State's been really hot recently. Yes. And and right now, 64% of the bets are on Oregon State. Yeah. But 74% of the money. So that's a 38% differential. That's a lot. And, and, and this is not like a lightly betted game. Oh, we on, were, on Oregon? On Oregon. 74 is on Oregon? Correct. And, and it's Wednesday, and there's already like 1.7 thousand bets, which is a lot in terms of consideration for when you're calculating bets. For a Wednesday. So that's a really sharp play here. What do you well, think everyone it? thought Oregon saw Oregon get boat raced in in Utah in Salt Lake last weekend. Utah's a damn good team, and that's one of the hardest places to play in the country. Yep. So everyone sees that and thinks Oregon's dead. Going to Corvallis in Oregon State. I agree. Or is it in Oregon? It's in Oregon. Oh my God! It's in Eugene. That's what I'm saying. And they're only giving up seven? Only seven. Oh, my Lord. And the number's a whole number for me. This is a take the Sharps. Do you know? And the, I know that's crazy, but take the Sharps. Do you know opinion. the talent disparity between <clears throat> those two teams? It's huge. And Oregon State has already had such a great season. They're bowl eligible. They have nothing really left to play for. Yeah, they might want to beat Oregon, but, like, Oregon just lost. They're not coming off of a huge win. They're needing this win to get in a good in a better bowl game. Yeah. Give me Oregon. I know I know their, their dreams of the playoff are crushed, but they still have the Rose Bowl. They have everything in front of them. They could ever want. So, love that play. Okay. We'll get into our square play of the week. We have Boise traveling to San Diego State. This is a Friday night game. Boise's getting 67% of bets, 89% of money. San Diego State's catching two and a half at home. I love this play. San Diego State's a damn good defense. They will lock your ass up, especially at home. We talked about... Utah being a tough place to play. No, no, no. San Diego State's a tough-ass place to play. Boise don't know shit. All the money coming in on Boise, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Give me San Diego State. The squares love Boise. Fade the shit out of them. Fade them. Fade them. Give me San Diego State. And it's more than that, too. Like, let's just talk about, like, it being three and a half. But this is, like, this is one of those weird games, right? We talked about this before we started the broadcast, is that, like, San Diego State is ranked opponent, right? They are three and a half points, and people are hammering Boise State. So what that means to me, when you keep the game at three and a half, at two and a half, you're saying it's two and a half. Boise will win by at least three. But the fact that it stayed this close, and so many squares are on Boise State, give me San Diego State at home plus points, and I'll take the money line. Love it. Bonus lock for me. That's it. That was a square sharp. We're yep. on our bonus locks here. Bonus lock here. Wyoming minus 10 against Hawaii. Hawaii on island is great. Off island stinks. And you think about the difference in the weather and the climate in in Honolulu versus Laramie, Wyoming. Those dudes have no idea what they're walking into in Laramie. Laramie, they're laying 10 against Hawaii. Give me Wyoming minus 10. 
That is a lock. Ragin, you got an extra lock for us? Yeah, so look, what I'm going to say is something that, um, you know, I I think I've harped on probably before, but I'm going to get Alabama. and But not the full game, Ooh. because Alabama always hurts me when I get the full game. So give me that instant money, that money that you're looking for at 2.30 to get you back so you can bet the night games. That Take money. the first quarter, first half of Alabama. It'll be 13 and a half and maybe seven for the first quarter. Take them both. And you're going to be happy when you get into the 7 o'clock games when you're ready to take, you know, these late games where we tell you nothing but winners. Love I don't it. think I've given a lot so far. No, I've, we're only winners. I think we've only given winners. I, I'm way less sober than I was earlier. I'm seeing the board way clearer. This is the most clear I've ever been. Ever, ever been. So, yeah, yeah. that's it for Rivalry Week, boys and girls. We will be back next week for Championship Week and then for Bowl Week. So, tune in. We only have locks here. Raging Cajun signing off. Big time special guest, Boomer. Remember, fade those picks because he's a fraud. A fraud. Add the inverse to my card. I don't even know it, but add the inverse to my card. We'll see you next week. Peace.